Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Well, it is uh, an interesting day, to say the least. Mm. Uh, Trump has been indicted. Uh, we found some, um, what would you call it in the in the ointment? Some, we just a fly? Got some, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got a lot of flies in the ointment. <laughs> and probably uh, the one guy that I really didn't suspect, right. Pompeo, you know, that he sat there and said, well... Now, he didn't know what I came across. He didn't exactly say, oh, Trump is guilty. Well, it appears. Of course it appears. Well, I got the they audio. They staged it that way. I got the audio, and uh, it really is a surprise. I'm going to play it in a little while because it's part of a package with Tucker Carlson, and uh, it, it's he does a terrific job in his episode number three of talking about the two-faced backstabbers that uh, were in, you know, the Trump administration in the first go round, and uh, it, it's about a seventeen-minute uh, episode, and it's worth listening to. But I'm going to play about uh, four minutes of it as a little tease. If you want to hear the th- the whole thing, go to Tucker on Twitter at uh, twitter.com. Just so you, you can do a search on Tucker Carlson, yeah. and you'll see the episode. And uh, Tucker, if you wonder why people like Fox don't want his voice out there, it's because the guy is incredibly articulate, maybe one of the finest reporters and commentators uh, of the 21st century. The guy is, yeah. the guy is brilliant, and uh, he tells you things you just didn't know. Like I actually, for example, thought that Mike Pompeo was a trusted Trump loyalist and after I heard this segment from episode number three, I thought, you swamp dweller, you son of a bee. <laughs> but anyway, we'll get to that in a second. Trump was at Bedminster uh, yesterday, and <clears throat> I don't know whether you saw him speak last night, Bill. No, but- I mean, I heard the news stories about everything yesterday, and, uh, you know, his they say his demeanor was down and all of that. But, you know, well, I wouldn't be in a great mood either with what was going on. The guy's tired. The guy's very tired. He had a heck of a day. And you could tell that he wasn't happy. He was angry. Uh, justifiably so. What he went through yesterday... Uh, the the media, I think, expected him to come out and be his jovial rally self. Let me give you an example, Bill. He comes out to a, a large crowd at Bed, Bedminster, and they give him a, a raucous, cheering welcome. And he comes out, and they're playing It's Proud to be America. And usually when It's Proud to be America, President Trump is very animated on the stage. He goes back and forth, and it's really quite uh, quite a thing. It, it's part of the whole performance. Yesterday, when they're playing the song "Proud to Be an American," uh, he comes out on the on the podium, and he just stands behind the podium. He just stands there on the stage, and he lets the song play. And he looks around, and and there's no big smile. There's no, you know, raucous cheering, hand waving. He's just waiting for the song to end, which was very un-Trump. Trump usually, like I said, is animated. He has the gestures. He's he's really happy to be here. But there was a different Trump on the stage. Yes, he was tired, but I would say he was angry and probably very, very determined. And uh, there is 
a different Donald Trump on the stage now than the Donald Trump that we've seen in the past. This is not a jovial celebrity entertainer. This is a guy who's deadly serious about what's happening to him and what's happening to our country. For example, I'm going to play a, a, a just a short clip right. of Donald at Bedminster. Biden is a different story. I mean, so much. You have to really think about what I said as a senator. He took all of those documents. It's unprecedented. The prosecutor in the case, I will call it our case, is a thug. I've named him Deranged Jack Smith. I wonder what his name used to be. Jack Smith. It sounds so innocent, doesn't it? Jack Smith. What's his name? Jack Smith. He's a very nice man. He's a behind-the-scenes guy. But his record is absolutely atrocious. He does political hit jobs. He's been known to viciously arrest a certain governor. You know the governor, Bob McDonald of Virginia, and absolutely ruined his life and the life of his family, all these wonderful family members. I knew them. Only to have the case overturned eight to nothing by the Supreme Court. He destroyed that man and he destroyed that family. And by the way, I will tell you, I'm here, and I love you all, and we can take it. But what these thugs, what these thugs have done to my family is a disgrace. That I say it to all of the fake news, because there's a lot of it back there. What they did to my family, and that young man right there, He's answered more subpoenas than any human being in the history of the world. And you know what? They have nothing after all of those subpoenas. So all he did is answer subpoenas all the time. At least he's become very experienced at that. Congratulations. But Eric is fantastic. And what he and Don and Ivanka and the whole group, it's what they've gone through. And these are serious people. These are serious people. But what he's done to... My family, what they have done to my family is horrible. He also tried to railroad John Edwards on a completely bogus legal theory that didn't hold up in court. It's no wonder this raging lunatic was shipped off to The Hague to prosecute war criminals using globalist tribunals, not beholden to the Constitution or the rule of law. Two things Jack Smith clearly disdains. You take a look at this guy. He looks like a thug. But then I watched him make a speech the other day, and he was trembling because it wasn't his territory. He feels much safer in the inner sanctums of the Department of Injustice where he can be in his room and scream at people. He's a raging and uncontrolled Trump hater, as is his wife, who also happened to be the producer of that Michelle Obama puff piece. So this total puff piece. This is the guy I've got. Don't forget this persecution is being done by the same weaponized agencies that for seven years have been running illegal psychological warfare campaigns against the American people, much as if they were trying to destabilize a foreign country. From the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax to the no collusion Mueller witch hunt to impeachment hoax number one, impeachment hoax number two, the 51 lying intelligence offers, how about them? 
They said it's Russia disinformation, and they knew it wasn't, which made about, according to some of the great pollsters that are right here, made from anywhere from a 10 to 17 point difference, and yet we still got more votes than any sitting president in history in the second. You know, when you look at the attacks that he's had to endure over the course of the past uh, six or seven years, it is uh, actually mind-boggling. Uh, oh, yeah. They've gone after him over and over and over again. As soon as he announced that he was running, and then when he was the, the announced candidate for the Republican Party, they started. They started to go after him, and they were spying on him. The FBI was spying on the future president's uh, office at Trump Tower. Are and you a gambling man? Not really, but uh, I think nowadays we all are. Okay, my point is, how many times has uh, accusations and um, and lawsuits been laid against Trump? Oh, since I mean, he... like, over and over again, Bill, yeah. Over and over Hundreds? again. Thousands? I, I don't know whether it's that much, but uh, I would I would say that uh, the big ones, the Russia collusion, uh, the impeachments, the phony impeachment charges, I mean, there's been a, probably a, a dozen big ones that have been thrown out there at the guy. Uh, yeah. Little ones and accusations. Accusations probably are in the hundreds. I mean, they, every time the guy is awake, they're, they're accusing him of something. Right. And, and my point is, is what are the odds of having that many things thrown at you? And for, you know, all seriousness, I mean, they've gotten some minor little things, but they weren't admissions of guilt or proof of guilt. It's just go away. But they've got nothing that stuck to the wall. Right. That's true. And they keep slinging, but it's not sticking. So I, I ask you, you know. Uh, how how much do you trust the media? How much do you trust the people that's throwing all this stuff and they keep doing it? And what is their real intent? Because obviously he's not guilty of any of it. So the real intent, like we've talked before, is the uh, the process is the punishment. They want mm -hmm. to embarrass this man. They want to they want to bury him with allegations. They want to tarnish him so he cannot win. But the problem they're having in this situation is with every charge, with every allegation, he is becoming stronger and stronger. Well, my message would be the sun has risen, a new day is dawning, and hell is on the horizon. You know, and they just ought to remember that because maybe Trump's demeanor has changed since this indictment. But you're right. He is angry and he's a bit pissed off. Oh, yeah. So you know, if it were me, I'd be a lot pissed off. Yeah, and I wouldn't be the old jovial Bill that some some people know. He's no man's know? he's no man's fool, Bill. And people have a tendency to think that because he is a personality, because he loves people, because he's animated, and because he uh, is gregarious, they think that he's stupid. You know, you don't make ten billion dollars by being an idiot. You know. You don't become a massive success long before the presidency by being a fool. Anyone's fool. But let me tell you something. In D.C., those small-minded people in the deep state in D.C., they think that's the case. They think on the surface. They think they're the smartest people in the room, 
and they think that guys like Trump are the rube. Now, I'm going to play for you something. This is the, right. this is the clip that we teased uh, a second ago. This is Go a for it. this clip, Bill. Uh, it destroys an image that I had about a guy that I I thought I respected because I I thought he was one of the stalwarts who was going to stand uh, by the side of Trump no matter what. This Pompeo, was yeah. this was a big frigging disappointment. Uh, I'll let Tucker explain. Most of permanent Washington decided that thwarting Trump was the single most important mission in their lives. Everything depended on it. Many of them said so publicly, but others didn't say so publicly. In fact, the stealthier ones took another path. They ran toward Trump, not away from him. They sucked up to him. They ingratiated themselves to the man they intuitively understood was susceptible to flattery, which Trump is. And they did this in order to subvert his new administration from the inside. There were a number of these, and you could spot them immediately. They were flatterers. Invariably, the ones who flattered Trump the most hated him the most and disagreed the most strongly with his views. You saw them in the hallways of the White House and at press conferences. They were there slobbering over their boss with elaborate self-abasement, as if they were addressing a monarch or a god. It was a scene from the Ottoman court. It was filthy and decadent, and it was false. Mike Pence, Nikki Haley, Mike Pompeo, Lindsey Graham in the Congress. They all called Trump a visionary genius up until the moment he lost power. And then they unsheathed their real agenda, as always the neocon war agenda, and they piled on with maximum force. Here's Mike Pompeo, for example, on Fox News this morning. President Trump had classified documents where he shouldn't have had them. And then when given the opportunity to return them, he chose not to do that for whatever reason. When somebody identifies that, you got to turn them in. And so that's just, that's inconsistent with protecting America's soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines. And if the allegations are true, some of these were pretty serious, important documents. And so that's wrong. May future historians hoping to unlock the mysteries of late Empire Washington study that clip because it will reveal everything. That very same Mike Pompeo, the one who's sneering at Donald Trump on TV this morning, that guy served Donald Trump as both CIA director and as Secretary of State. Those are the two most powerful jobs in the federal government. And as he worked in those jobs, Pompeo promised, in fact, he swore to support the president's agenda. Why? Because that's the way a democracy works. You vote for a candidate in the belief that his appointees will carry out the policies that you voted for. It's not about the president, it's about you, the voter. But Pompeo didn't do that. He didn't even try to do that. In fact, he undermined Trump's often stated commitment to peace and non-intervention abroad at every turn, his every waking hour was devoted to fomenting war in some faraway foreign country or other. Iran, Syria, Russia, North Korea, the list goes on. But rather than telling Trump that he disagreed with his ideas, as a man would, Pompeo toadied up to Trump, a man he despised, in the oiliest, most over-the-top way imaginable. Ask anyone who worked in that White House at the time. Who is the appointee most likely to tell Donald Trump on a daily basis that he was handsome, virile, sleek, and powerful? Mike Pompeo, that will be the consensus answer. Those of us who saw firsthand Pompeo's relentless kowtowing will never forget it. It was indelibly repulsive. No one with self-respect could do something like that, but Mike Pompeo did it effortlessly with relish and verve. 
Now, this same person is telling Fox News viewers that he fears for the safety of our military, our soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines, in the approved phrase, because Donald Trump took some classified documents home and didn't immediately return them to the National Archives? What a lie that is. Mike Pompeo knows that's a lie. He spent his entire life in Washington. Washington is a city where internal memos about Labor Day are classified because everything is classified. Your government has classified more than a billion federal documents, most of them boring and pointless and a danger to no one, and locked them away in secret where you can't see them because you may be an American citizen, but not really, and therefore you don't have the necessary clearances to know what's going on. And by the way, none of this is done in order to make America safer, any more than COVID restrictions were designed to keep you healthy. No, it's a caste system. That's the point. And you're the untouchable in this hierarchy. Mike Pompeo knows that. Everybody who works in Washington knows that. You know, I was one of these people who thought that Mike Pompeo might make a good, like, vice presidential candidate. No, no, no. I, I, I'm telling you before, before this. Oh, yeah. I believed that he was a loyalist. Uh, he is a two-faced uh, swamp dweller and uh, not to be trusted ever, ever, uh, to go well, on Fox and to... And to stick a shiv into the back of your your own trusted boss like that, I mean, what et tu Bruti, then falleth Caesar, okay? If Brutus will stab you in the back, anybody will stab you in the back. Just ask Caesar, you know? Um, so Pompeo is done. I don't care who has him doing what where. Uh, you know, I mean, Trump let this guy be the CIA director and then be the secretary of state. I mean, two huge positions. And he had the world by the tail flying around the world, representing the United States with all of these big uh, leaders around the globe. And uh, he was just living off the fat of the land. And then to just abandon your boss like that. In a time of need, that's what gets me. In a time of need. You know, Mike Pompeo, I believe, went to West Point. And he was a pretty smart guy at West Point. But he he wasn't a general. He never got to be a friggin' general. And it's probably because... He's an ass kisser. People figured him out. Mm -hmm. People yeah. figured him out. Yeah, that's exactly what they did. This guy is, uh, he's an opportunist. And he figures the ship is sinking. I'm jumping to the other side because mm -hmm. uh, there's more in it for me there. Well, you know what? We need to we need to weed out, and this is the time. We have until the election next year to weed out the rot that is in our government. And it's on both sides. And Mike Pompeo, Peo, he just floated to the surface of the toilet bowl. Yep. Uh, by the way, Tucker Carlson, again, if you want to see his show, uh, if you don't have a Twitter account, it's safe to get one now because Elon Musk owns it, and it's a, a, an honest organization as opposed to what it was uh, a year or so ago. Uh, you can get a Twitter account with, uh, you know, with with uh, you can be assured that you're not going to be spied on because that's what they used to do. Um, and it's a simple process. It's, it's free. 
And when you have the account set up uh, in the search box, just search for Tucker Carlson and you'll see a couple of different listings. Make sure you go to the one that has the little blue check mark behind the name. That means it's verified. Click on that. Then you hit the follow button so that you'll get notifications when he has a new episode. And uh, you can you can hear that whole, that show we just aired, that little clip from. You can hear the whole thing in its, in, its entirety. His his uh, commentaries are truly worth it. Uh, he adds a lot. I, and again, I would not have known that Pompeo was the duplicitous, two-faced son of a bee that he is. <laughs> and uh, I hope that President Trump, I know he was busy yesterday, but I hope somebody pulls him aside. If you're listening uh, in Trump land, uh, pull the boss aside and play him that clip. And he'll have a different feeling about uh, his former secretary of state. You know, somehow I think he gets a briefing daily. I think he got a briefing daily for the most part, but he was getting it from some of the wrong people when he was president. But I get, I, I would think he gets a briefing now because he's got to realize that the people shooting him in the back are in front, beside, and behind him. He's yeah. got a 360 circle of of enemies, and that is all from the deep state because he is what stands between them, you know, completing their mission of destroying our democracy and this country going, this country will not even be remembered if things go the way they're going in the history books 100 to 200 years from now. You know, somebody will say, well, there once was a place called America, and yeah. this is it. Nah, well, it's not know, in the history books. Because they'll rewrite it. Tucker kind of alluded to that. He said, you know, when historians are looking back at the once great state of Washington, D.C., and it's, it surrounds its It's not a state. Well, you know, he was. they were talking yeah. about the government in Washington. Uh, look to uh, this clip and clips like this of people who helped to destroy it, part of the deep state. You know, and the thing is— I'm sure Trump is smart enough to, enough to know that it's the people who are standing by your side when you're down that are the people that you can trust. And and I, at Bel Bedminster last night, there was a real large group of those people there. Uh, you know, uh, 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 Rick Grinnell was there. You know, Rick Grinnell, who was his former ambassador to Germany, was standing side by side and speaking uh, gloriously about his former boss. Uh, people who who knew and trusted and believed in Donald Trump were there last night at Bedminster. And mm -hmm. uh, those are the people I think you're going to see in, in important positions in the next administration. People say, well, you know, he might be in jail. Speculation <sighs> is that uh, Trump, the case itself won't even be tried until after the next election, which means that if Trump wins the next election, he will dismiss it before it ever goes to trial and there will be no case. So when we talk about the process is the punishment, yeah. they know this in Washington. They're not looking to get a victory because odds are it's not going to even go in front of a judge before the November, uh, the uh, 2024 elections. So, um, you know, they want to, they want to interfere with the election. Yeah, and you know what? I don't know if you'd believe me or not if I told you this, but if I were to tell you that the powers, the, the deep state already knows that, and so they have two plans. 
And one of them is they've already written the papers for impeachment based on that's why they're doing the treasonous charges. And there's nothing treasonable there. You know, even that Pompeo didn't say directly that that's what he had. He alluded if it's true because he had to give himself an out because if it doesn't go that way, he wants he, to sit he didn't there and say pivot. In the clip I just played, he didn't say if it's true. Now, maybe he said yeah. it in the overall clip, but in the yeah. clip that Tucker just played, right. know, there was no if it's true. But he's trying to allude to that in, in, the, in the printed press and, you know, other things. Yeah. Trying to give himself an out. But, you know, they always sit there and say, well, when you're in trouble, you turn to a friend, a true friend. Well, I got news for you. You end up in jail or you're, like in this kind of scenario, the old yeah. saying goes is you can't call a true friend because when you're in jail, your friends, they're right beside you. You're both in trouble together, <laughs> you know, and you, uh, you said there were two things that may happen. The deep state have two things. You say the impeachment is one of those things. What's the other thing? Well, no, I'm saying they're trying to get the impeachment, but I'm saying saying they may not get a conviction uh, beforehand. But they're probably going to find a way to lock him up, and he's going to have to run from jail. No, the other thing, in order for that to happen, Bill, he's got to he's got to violate something. Unless you're saying that he's going to violate uh, something that the court is. Let's say, for example, the court says you have to report to a parole. No, he's not going to do that, but a parole officer. You know, by the way, uh, CNN was gloriously and gleefully saying that uh, he's been appointed a parole officer. And they kept using that term, and apparently it's not a parole officer. It's like uh, a a court-appointed liaison between the the court and uh, and President Trump. It's not a parole officer, but CNN loves to uh, throw the crap at President Trump. You know what I'm saying? They love it. They, they get. They get. And by the way, Jake Tapper. Did you see him yesterday? Mm. They were showing a clip of President Trump. He made a. He made a a, a stop at the Versailles a restaurant in Miami, a Cuban restaurant, uh, where a lot of his supporters were there to cheer him on, and he he was in his element, and they loved seeing him, and they were getting pictures with President Trump. This was on his way to the airport, and it was uh, a, an un prepared it was not a planned stop and uh, it was it looked like a uh, a commercial for the, the Trump campaign and so Jake Tapper interrupted the feed and said no no control room we don't want any more of this we don't need to see him doing a a commercial for his campaign we don't need I mean he literally was ticked off that they had they were airing this this positive video about President Trump Anybody, they would never do that again, you know, for Biden. They would, they, if there was oh. a positive thing, and with all the negativity, they'd stick with it. See what's going on here? Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. anybody who uh, is a CNN fan, uh, you're not paying attention to the media at all. Well, Fox has gotten bad too, but you know, the, my my whole point is, they want to convict Trump, but their their whole standing is if they have to impeach, which they think they might, because he'll win. They want to use the Espionage Act, and they will go by any means, you know, hook, hook or crook, to sit there and get a conviction. They tried to deal with the Russian collusion thing. They're, they're going to take something that's not true and say it's the truth, so help me God, and you know, Trump do talk, it again. Trump talked about the Espionage Act. You know, that, that is such a ludicrous, ridiculous uh, charge. 
it makes it sound like he was, uh, you know, oh, yeah. he was stuffing documents in his coat and, and shuffling them off to the uh, Russian embassy. They try to make it sound like he was a spy. The, the espionage act, it sounds so official. And it has nothing to do. The, 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 I think the act was actually put together in like 1917. It, it doesn't relate at all to what uh, the charges are against Trump, but they wanted to stick it in there because of the name of the act. They want to make yeah. it sound like he's a spy. What, what, I, what, go ahead. No, I was going to say, but I think all of this is a cover for what they are really after in the documents, What because Trump's got something. He's got something. I think he's got proof on the deep state and the proof on all these well, people that's inside of Washington, yeah. you know, all the dirt on them, and they're going, boy, you know, if these documents get out, no, they're they're not detrimental to the security of the United States. It's detrimental to me. We got to get Trump. And yeah, yeah, that's an it whatever. That's it is. an interesting theory. What you're saying is that he didn't just take any old documents down to Mar-a-Lago. He may have taken the evidence he needs to put some people in jail. Yeah, that would lock them up for a damn long time and expose the deep state and expose what's going on inside the Democrat and Republican Party. Oh, oh I like that, Bill. That's a good, that is good. That's a, I think that's that, a distinct possibility. I think that I, could be. I think if there's any kind of, you and, know, and Bill, young well, reporter out there, let's take that, dig into that let's story. Let's take that theory, okay? And let's extrapolate it a bit, okay? Uh, all right. All right. He, You're good at this. So let's he, hear it. So he goes down to, they go down with all of their their FBI agents in their SWAT uniforms and stuff, and they raid the place, and they go through all the boxes. You see them on the stage, all stacked up. You see stuff on the floor. It's amazing. They got everything, and they package it all up, and they whisk it away to D.C. And they all find the, nothing. They don't find what they're looking for. Exactly. exactly. So they got to go back. But wait a second. How many other places in the world does Trump have facilities? We know about Bedminster. We know that he has a place in Scotland. He, I think yeah. he has, a, was it the, that the golf course in uh, California? Uh, I mean, he, he's he got these elaborate, glorious places all over the world. Those documents could be anywhere, and he still may have them, folks. He still may have have the documents that are going to put some of the deep state people away. Ooh. It's just a theory, but I do believe for them to be so vehement, yeah. there has to be something, a smoking gun, that they can't tell us about because it involves them. Yep. You know, it's interesting, Bill. That that's I love that. Uh, that's a good theory, and I think there's some there's some truth to to that because you know they're not happy. The left isn't happy with the result of the raid. If they got the real stuff they were looking for, you would hear glee and excitement in their voices, but they still look, even in the press conferences, Merrick Garland has a frown. Uh, this guy, Jack Smith, he has a, a dark, sinister look about him. Even Joe Biden. Joe Biden was walking in the hallways of the White House yesterday. I got to play this cut. And... Um, where the heck is it? Don't go well, away. While you're, while you're finding that, I'll say this. You know, if if Trump were anybody else and they were having this kind of thing with him, that person would fall, ill fate would fall upon him, and, oh, it was a tragedy. 
Yes. But they can't do that for Trump because they need to find that information. Ooh. And that is his safety net. This oh, is not a plot for a script, a but I'm just saying. Well, wait a second. I'm going to get my pen out. <laughs> Holy smoke. <laughs> but he was Biden was in the hallway yesterday walking around with his sycophant White House press cadre behind him. But one of the one of the reporters obviously was an infiltrator because mm-hmm. he said this to Joe. Are there tapes that you accepted bribes, President Biden? Is that true? Would you comment on the arrest of the former president, sir? You notice some other sycophant says, would you comment on the on the arrest of the former president, sir? That wasn't the question. And by the way, all Biden did was turn around and give one of his artificial uh, automatic uh, grins, you know, uh, but you know that the uh, the question hit home. Let me play that one more time. He was Are there tapes guard. that you accepted bribes, President Biden? Is that true? Big smile. The arrest of the former Big president? smile. <laughs> he didn't know how to answer it because he had no backup answer to cover his butt because he's exposed on that one. There are documents. Yep. Exactly. You know? So, um, you know, and another thing that happened yesterday, you know, Fox, I think, wants their cake and eat it, too. You know, they, they fired their most conservative commentator, Tucker, who, by the way, goes off on his own, goes off to Twitter and now has more downloads, more viewers watching him on Twitter than watched him an entire month on Fox. Think about that for a second. He's got, uh, you know, hundreds of millions of people watching him on Twitter and uh, when he was on Fox on a good night, it had maybe three and a half million, four mm-hmm. million viewers. That was a good night on Fox. And, and now Fox, you know, they, they're still trying to silence him because, well, they don't they don't control him anymore. But uh, yesterday, while Brian Kilmeade, you know, old reliable Brian who will do oh, anything. I've never really liked He him, will do anything the people at Fox, if, if they said, Brian, we want you to go out there and just say nasty things about Trump, he will do it. No problem. What do you want me to say? Oh, sure, no problem. Uh, because I work for the company, and I'm a company man. But anyway, right. he uh, while he was doing the hour that Tucker used to own, um, on the Chiron, at the bottom of the screen, at the very end, Fox flashed this image. It said, wannabe dictator speaks at the White House after having a, his political rival arrested. Think about that. Apparently, and I don't, I didn't see it because no one, I don't think anybody saw it. But I guess Biden made some comments from the White House last night. I didn't pay, I didn't see anything about it in the news. I don't think anybody cared what he had to say. But when they were talking about it on Fox, they said wannabe dictator speaks at the White House after having his political rival arrested. That is a heavy Chiron. That's like whoa, somebody's going to get fired at Fox. Well, they're doing a, a, a tight wire, you know, uh, yeah, tightrope act here where they're up there trying to balance. Unfortunately, yeah. they lowered that rope to where it doesn't matter when they yeah. fall, how they fall. They're hitting the floor. You know, Tucker walked away with not only all their audience, but grew a big, 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 large audience. Elon Musk ought to be patting his own self on the back with that. Now, if that turns into money for him, boy, look out. Yeah. You know, uh, it's it's interesting to see how they're trying to position themselves as still being the alternative to the CNN and the MSNBCs when everybody, 
everybody who's paying attention, all those former viewers are looking on and saying never again. I, I don't watch I don't watch Fox. My wife was a loyal Fox viewer for for years and she if I say to her I'm going to watch Maria Bartiromo, which I still do because I think she's the only true mm-hmm. conservative left on the on the network, uh, my wife will get kind of angry. <laughs> like, you, you're going to watch Fox? Whoops. <laughs> Did I, Fox who? I, I just sort of kind of like try to defer, you know. I, I never said uh, that I watched Fox. Fox. I, I was talking about an animal I saw in the backyard. Um, but anyway, uh, it, it, I think that a lot of people are that way because their ratings are in the toilet. I mean, they went from having 3.5 million, like I said, with Tucker, they're down to like 1.5, 1.4 million at nighttime, which is not a lot. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're losing out to MSNBC, which is amazing. It, it, it sucks, just, yeah. And but they did it to himself. They it's like here, take this gun and see your foot, shoot it. Uh, holy smokes! You know, uh, Don Jr. Uh, appeared on Newsmax uh, to react to the ongoing witch hunt on his father and. Uh, he was passionate. Don was passionate yesterday. He was uh, obviously very upset. Here's what he had to say. The foreign national who allegedly bribed Joe and Hunter Biden allegedly has audio recordings of his conversation with them. 17 such recordings. These recordings were allegedly kept as a sort of insurance policy for the foreign national in case that he got into a tight spot. Rutrow. Now, there is a 100% double standard. Democrats are running a complete banana republic. And we better wake up before it's too late. Well, joining me now to discuss the executive vice president of the Trump Organization, Donald Trump Jr. himself. Uh, Don, I'm sorry you're here under these circumstances, but I mean, what do you have to say after all we've seen in the last five hours? Well, honestly, it's really about what we've seen over the last five years, Carl. And I guess at this point, I don't think anyone should be surprised. They should be outraged. Uh, they should be pissed off. Uh, but at this point, I don't think anyone should be surprised. There's two uh, levels of justice. There's one for powerful Democrats and there's one for everyone else. Uh, you've seen that. You've seen, uh, you know, the only precedent on a similar case like this is Bill Clinton. And it seems everything is 100 percent fine. Uh, You have the Joe Biden document scandal, and he was vice president and couldn't actually declassify those documents. They're sitting all over his Chinese-funded think tank. They're sitting in his garage where Hunter Biden had access while he was magically, you know, raking in millions from China and Ukraine and Russia. And, you know, we're to believe that uh, he had no power and others had no power over him with this information and knowledge. I'm sure that's viable, just like I'm sure those people invested in a crackhead Uh, because it was a good business proposition, not because they were buying influence. Uh, That's not how it works in the real world, but I think the American people are now seeing that, Carl. They're seeing just how insane all of this actually is. They're seeing just how far the Democrats will go to pursue their political enemies, and it's outrageous. I did a whole thing on my Triggered podcast last night with Cash Patel underlining the prosecutor, uh, both uh, the lady prosecuting the case as well as Jack Smith and all of the details and things that they've been reprimanded for disciplinarily uh, in terms of you know what they've done historically. Uh, and let's just say these are not good, moral, decent people who believe in the Constitution. These are people who will do whatever it takes uh, to secure 
the conviction that the Democrat Party is looking for. And that's what Joe Biden's DOJ has been doing. That's evidenced across the board, not just with Trump. Well, it's like create an investigation and then charge him with obstructing the investigation that shouldn't have been there in the first place. And, you know, I look at this, look at the Hillary Clinton standard. I mean, we just, I just talked about it in the, in the monologue, but, you know, you have a woman who destroyed evidence that was subpoenaed, lied about it, wiped things with digital software, and yet she was no reasonable prosecutor would take that on? Well, beyond that, she also did not have the ability to actually declassify that information, right? So not only is that obstruction and destruction, it, it's so much more. You, you can say what you want, but the president is the only person that had that power. So the Bill Clinton example of the audio tapes that he had of these people that he kept in his sock drawer and he was looked at and they say, oh, you know, what? it's okay, it's his property. Right. Why, why is that different? Other than it's because it's Trump and, you know, orange man bad and such. Uh, we've seen this before. Again, the, the problem is it's very hard for anyone to have any faith in these institutions that we once believed in, perhaps falsely, because I imagine this has been going on a lot longer than Trump, but Trump derangement syndrome has brought it out. They are using Stalinist right. tactics. These are the things that would make Mao, Pol Pot, and others blush. Right. Uh, you know, honestly, Carl, these are the things that if happened in other countries, we'd be talking about invading them to correct the injustices. And yet they're happening here in our backyard on a daily basis. Right. Uh, it, it's truly sick. And I just hope it's enough to get the American people and wake them up. To, yeah. you know, they have to understand what's going on. They have to understand that Trump is probably, you know, that last that last brick uh, in the wall before all of the things that we hold near and dear just collapse right. uh, and we're controlled by these lunatics. And that's exactly what they are. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Well, you know, your, your guys' attorney, Alina Haba, spoke at the situation earlier today. Listen to this. The targeting prosecution of a leading political opponent is the type of thing you see in dictatorships like Cuba and Venezuela. It is commonplace there for rival candidates to be prosecuted, persecuted, and put into jail. What is being done to the President Trump should terrify all citizens of this country. These are not the ideals that our democracy is founded upon. This is not our America. The deep state is literally fighting for its life. If your father gets reelected, it is going to be a, a complete repositioning of the entire government, no? Oh, 100%. And you know, what, what's interesting is, you know, I, and as someone who's a conservative and believes in all of that stuff, I wish we had a deeper bench, but I'm looking at all of the other uh, presidential candidates with, the, I guess, the exception of Vivek, and they're all strangely silent. Like, you know, it's okay if they're doing it to Trump because that allows me to further my goals, to grasp more power. Uh, you saw that with DeSantis a couple of weeks ago. Well, it's not really a big deal that they're weaponizing the government. Yeah, it's not until they do it to you, mm -hmm. which they eventually will. And that's the problem, Carl. We don't have a deep enough bench. We have a bunch of conservative supposed weaklings that are out there too afraid to take on these people. These are the people that will get into Washington and they will do what their donors tell them to do. They will do what their handlers tell them to do. They'll do what Paul Ryan and Karl Rove and all the other uh, you know, neocons and rhinos tell them to do. That's apparent by their silence today. This is real stuff, Alina's 100% right, and that's why it's great that it's actually in Miami, because the people of Miami, a vast majority of them, came from places 
that there were these kinds of banana republic persecutions where people were thrown in jail for no reason, where they created crimes and selective prosecutions to be able to imprison their political enemies. Uh, you know, you get a couple of those people in a jury and this isn't going anywhere, but the exactly. idea is to try to hurt Trump because the deep state, the uni party, they fear what he will do going back in a second term when he doesn't have to get reelected, exactly. when he doesn't have to make any more friends. And with the understanding and the knowledge and the base that he has coming in this from scratch, but after four years of putting up with this, he knows where the bodies are buried right. and he's gonna burn it to the ground. And these people are so afraid of that because that's where all their money comes from. That's where all their power comes from. They don't create anything, they peddle right. influence just like Joe right. Biden and Hunter Biden do. It's That's what we're up against. And the American people right. have to understand that. They have to wake up to that. They have to you know, end this primary so we have the money to take on that corrupted Democrat machine, the ballot harvesting operation that's out there. Every single dollar that gets wasted in this sham primary at this point is it's a dollar money. that's enabling Joe Biden, right. this incompetent moron, to remain in office. And it's our tax money that they've confiscated at all but gunpoint. Don Jr., I'm so sorry you're going through this. Stay strong, brother. Appreciate you coming on. That's Carl Higby with uh, Don Trump Jr. And uh, Higby, by the way, does a good job. He's really come a long mm -hmm. way. Uh, he's developed quite well. Um, it's it's interesting. Yeah. Go ahead, Bill. You have, you have something? Well, I was just going to say, he actually dotted the I's and crossed the T's to the thing that I mentioned earlier uh, with these people that are silent, you know, that we don't have a deep bench. Yeah. We do have a deep bench, but the players are silent because it is not what they're charging Trump with. It's what they didn't find that yeah. concerns them because their name, they're silent because their name is on that list too. And he just said Trump has all the evidence to go after them and burn them to the ground. And that that reiterated in my ear going, well, wait, that just confirmed what my little theory yeah. was earlier. Um, he said the only one that I guess is the exception is Vivek Ramaswamy. Who, uh, who is speaking out at the injustice. You know, I would think that he's probably going to be somebody who will probably be in the next Trump administration, you know. Um, well, I can tell you this. If, if they win in the fall, mm -hmm. you could say that it is, it, their, their mission is complete. They have taken over democracy. And you can forget about whatever you believe in. It's gone. But then they're going to round up the people that speak out against them. You, me, people listening, they're going to round up the true conservatives, well, and we've become banana. You know, he said this yesterday, but I don't have the clip. But I'm going to play the—he said it also about uh, a month ago. This line here, listen. Never forget everything this corrupt establishment is doing to me is all about preserving their power and control over the American people. If I renounced my beliefs, which I won't do, if I agreed to stay silent, if I stayed at home, if I said that a corrupt election was wonderful, the persecution would stop immediately. But I can't do that because I love our country far, far too much. And remember, they're coming after me because I'm standing up for you. And they're coming after you. Believe me, they're coming up for you.
What he said yesterday was, I'm the only thing standing between you and them. You know, the mm-hmm. only thing stopping them from getting to you is me. And so why don't they take him out? Because they need what he's got. Well, he's way too um, visible. So I think that, uh, and it would be so apparent that it was a murder that it's not as easy maybe as you and I would think uh, to get rid of him. I mean, I I, I think they would love to because he is an amazing challenge to their uh, rulers, their dictatorship. He is the the obstacle. He is the thorn in their side, you know. And uh, I, well, you know, and Kennedy we was a th- well, well. That's true. I know where you go. Kennedy was a, so- yeah. a, a, a a thorn in their side, and you know, America knew what happened. They knew it from the get go. But the difference but is, sat- was the media was different back then, right? We talked about this. The media, well, yeah, was we different. did. But I'm just saying. They sat by and watched Martin Luther. They sat by and watched. You can go through history. And I don't know that the media is going to help you, uh, you know, or the extra media right now is going to help you because they do have their hand on the throttle. And will we sit there and watch again? Well, here's the thing. Mainstream media is much like it was in 1963, in my opinion. I mean, it's still the same. They still still, uh, follow the drummer. Uh, uh, the deep state drummer. Okay, they they do their they take their marching orders and they do their thing. The difference is, Bill, the Tucker Carlson's, the shows like ours that reach tens of thousands of people around the world. They they don't like this. What we're doing right now is an aggra- We're aggravating them. It's an aggravant. You know, we're we are telling the truth. We're getting things out that they don't want the world to know about. Well, uh, they monitor what, what's going on, and there's a, time, there's a time they can do anything. Don't think for a minute that they can't shut down the Internet and, you know, silence us all. And I would, I would venture to say something would happen to silence us all, you know, but. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I, there are a lot of people, and you probably have seen this yourself, who expected to go down any day? No. I have high hopes for our country. I hope that things work out well. I mean, I don't, I'm not a person that accepts defeat. Uh, you know, I think, you know, the strength is you keep persevering forward. You've got to keep on, never give up, I guess is mm-hmm. what I should say. But I don't for one minute, uh, you know, sit there and not know that it all can go away in in a breath's moment because that is how deep this state is that we talk about that is how vile they are and you know i guess what i'm saying is the only way to ever stop my faith in america is to silence me and take my breath away and but at least i've gone down you know yeah fighting um I looked at countries like uh, Germany in uh, the late uh, 19th century. Uh, it was uh, a, a powerful uh, European nation that had uh, a future. And all of a sudden, there was World War I, which was a ridiculous war that they should never have gotten into. 
but uh, it drained all of their economy. It killed the country economically. The people went from being a prosperous nation to a nation of need all the way around, okay? And so what did that do? That uh, made for fertile soil for the rise of Adolf Hitler and essentially the continuation of World War One. I. I mean, essentially, people say, well, it was a different world war. But if you mm. look at the timeline, World War One happened and it kind of faded out and there was a ceasefire for 20 years and bingo, it was back again under the auspices of Adolf Hitler. And great nations like ours, like Germany, can be destroyed, like Bill said, in one fell swoop, in one heartbeat, one breath, it can change. If we're not paying attention and if we don't participate in what's going on. You know, and by the way, this is something, this may sound self-serving. I don't mean it to sound this way. You may say, well, what the heck can I do? You know, I just do this job. I do whatever it is. Uh, what can I do? I'll tell you what you can do. You can tell somebody who doesn't know about programs like ours and programs like Tucker's, and you can tell them about the existence of these shows and maybe give them the link to the show so that they can listen to it and try it out for themselves because it's going to be shows like this, the alternative media, they're going to, that are going to foster a different environment in our country, a more, a more positive, honest environment. Um, I want to, here's something you didn't hear yesterday. While that show was going on in, in Miami, mm. um, right. Trump's legal team is preparing to file a motion to dismiss special counsel Jack Smith's case against uh, prosecutorial misconduct. Uh, right. Trump, Trump's lawyers will ask Judge Aileen Cannon to unseal Obama-appointed Judge Beryl Howell's order obliterating Trump's attorney-client privilege with his lawyer, Eric Cochran. When this happened a few days ago, I, I couldn't believe that yeah. they allowed this to happen. You know, the attorney-client privilege is sacrosanct. It's it's like going to the confessional if you're Catholic. And you can tell a priest anything and everything, and you can rest assured that he will keep it a secret. It, he's bound by a vow of, uh, of not silence, but of, uh, well, he's bound by a vow not to, to disclose your innermost secrets, okay, the ones that you confess in the confessional. Well, an attorney-client privilege is essentially the same thing. And this clown of a judge, Beryl Howell, for, for that judge to order it unsealed, and all of that evidence that Trump gave to his lawyer, tapes, documents, personal conversations, all of that stuff was given to the prosecution to use against him. Right. I mean, you cannot, you cannot convince me for one second that that is legal. Because it's a rigged game. It is a rigged game. Yep. It and is. That's all there is to it. You know, there's a lot of it because I know our time is drawing nigh. So uh, we there's a lot of other things going on. We could go on with this. Yeah. To to forever. no no. You had an interesting story you mentioned before the show, and I, you know, I I, I apologize. Well, I my, mentioned a lot of them. Uh, which one do you want me to focus? The, the Russia one was the one that well, just okay. amazed me. 
Well, okay. There's, there's Actually, it's two things. Uh, right now, if you were going to go, what DEFCON are we at? Five is the safest. One means we're knocking on the door of war. Right. Now, if you look at the clock right now, oh, it's a three. So, you know, you feel relatively safe. The news is relatively safe. Right. Do you really know what's going on? If you look at, uh, before I mention Russia, if you look at China, mm-hmm. you know, and they floated the balloons over, and what can they do? Right. Well, apparently now they have what they call a shoot. It's a missile shoot. And they show a guy, looks like he's holding, well, he is, he's, he's holding a flag and he's like parachuting down. Because what they have is a chute that can hold missiles. Strategic missiles can be launched in every direction. Now think about this. We know that the balloons get past the radar. Right. You we know, sure we do. don't detect them. And, <laughs> then, and they're on frequencies that we don't have. So you float that balloon over, which obviously they've done, and they still do, and they drop that flag because it's shocked the world that they can do this and that that chute comes down and it's got missiles hanging and the only way we're going to detect it is when they ignite and fire oh we got in boom before we ever have a chance to wow retaliate they got that so china is gearing up you know and they're even they're playing chicken with our, our ships at sea but that doesn't mean anything then you've got the Ukraine war going right. on. Mm-hmm. Now, I think, well, we know Ukraine's getting a lot of help from us in their offensive that they're, they're mounting against Russia. And how you feel about the war is regardless to this. Russia's state TV yesterday said they warned us that if the Ukraine war escalates to nuclear phase, right. that the Kremlin will strike the U.S. with nuclear weapons as it is... Uh, within the crosshairs. In other words, they will take take us on immediately because they need to counterpunch us before, or they need to punch us before we get a counterpunch off. Wow. And, so, and Bill, what did they just, they just announced a couple of days ago, I guess uh, June 9th, that they were shipping uh, some of their nuclear weapons to Belarus in July when, right. when their sites are ready for them. They're going to have nuclear weapons in a Different country, Belarus, this clown in Washington that we have as a president who's more interested in hanging pride flags from the balcony of the White House, he's, a, he's what, whistling by the cemetery like nothing's yeah. happening. Well, um, why, why he sits there and, well, I'm not going to say that phrase. It's funny, but I'm not going to say it. There's three other things going on with your money. You know, some of them are just uh, an audit reveals that improper payments from the Fed has uh, amounted to over a half trillion dollars under the Biden administration in the past two years. I mean, we're talking, uh, what is it, um, uh, 90, uh, you know, there, there, there are billions of dollars, Department of Labor, uh, which paid $97.2 billion with the Treasury. Uh, they did an overpayment. They've done all kinds of overpayments. There was $400 million in fraud with COVID. But either way, a half trillion dollars worth of your money has been improperly paid, paid to things, or stolen. And the other thing is this. They've they've given how many billions of dollars to the Ukraine, and how much have they spent on our roads recently? Nothing. Nothing on our infrastructure. Then you look at, uh, okay, FEMA giving 368.8 million dollars to non-federal entities. Wow. Didn't you say something about uh, uh, they were 
working a position, the Fed was, where they could actually go into banks? And, well, and, what's, what's happening, as you remember, we had to, Congress had to approve it, Joe signed off on it, you know, our debt. They had to raise the national right. debt, which they borrowed the money from the Fed. Right. And I think we've made it clear before, the Fed really doesn't have that money. It's all just, yeah, we say we have it and we'll loan it to you. Well, to make their books balance now, they need $1.1 trillion. The Fed. Now, yeah. Now, what they're going to do is it's, it's, it's out there. It's been announced, and they're worried that it's going to crash the banking system because people are going to run to get their money out, is that they're going to take that money from your banks, your savings, and whatever. Now, does that mean that you will your balance will drop? Probably not because it'll be just a – and in the air paper transaction. But it also means that if for whatever reason they default, it comes out of your account. So what, either way, if I got this right, Bill, what they're saying is that they're going to look to the private banks and all of their assets essentially will become their assets, which means that if you have money, let's say, in, in the uh, Union Bank or whatever bank, right, uh, the, federal, the federal government can look to all of the assets of that bank, that union bank, and say that's essentially that's our money. We're going to include that money in our balance sheets, okay? And if we, if need be, if, if push came to shove, worst-case scenario, we can confiscate that money. And if they well, come, I would think it would be the Federal Reserve because the Federal Reserve is not the government. Well, that's what I and mean. They're the, that's what I yeah. mean, the Federal Reserve. Because the government borrowed from the Federal Reserve, and then what's your private money? But, you know, you have the Federal Reserve that really oversees it. They got to sit there and secure their their indebtedness to helping the government with your money, and you didn't get a say in it. And now they're saying, I hear it more and more, go out and buy gold, right? And I don't think, I don't know whether gold is the answer. I, I just don't think... There's a lot of safe places you can keep that stuff. Um, you know, well, buy, here's a, buy bullion. Uh, what are you going to do with it? You're going to you're going to put a safe in your floor in your basement. Well, a lot of times when you buy it, you get a certificate that says you own this, but it sits in somebody else's sure. vault in their bank, so you don't have access to it. And do you think they're going to let you have access to it? Oh heck, if all, no! If all hell breaks out, no, you. So you've just basically thrown your money away. Absolutely. Unless you, <laughs> unless you sell that certificate to some other fool. Yep. Fool. So just keep that in mind with everything. I mean, the, you know. We could go either, on and on, Bill. It is it is uh, interesting times. Interesting, yeah. interesting times. Uh, we have gone over our allotted time, but we've had, a lot, we've had a lot to say. And it was, all, it was all worth it. Tomorrow, I'm sure we will continue this conversation. If uh, you like the show, tell your friends. Uh, if you don't like the show, keep it to yourself. <laughs> and yeah. uh, our number is 833-538-7868. 833-538-7868. If you want to contact us, maybe you're somebody who would like to advertise on a very popular program. Uh, you can contact us at that number, 833-538-7868. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Please drop us a note. Let us know who you are, what you think, and all kinds of stuff like that. Because uh, we'd love to hear from you. And do like and share our show because that's the only way that we grow. You know, you could take a globe 
and put a flag on every place in the world that people listen, and you wouldn't be able to read the globe. On our show. On our show. Isn't that amazing? Uh, Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And you wonder how people will find this. People don't realize that, but like Bill said, we're, we're heard in the darndest places. I mean, South Africa, the Sudan. You know, we're heard in Iran. I mean, all over the world, Russia. You wonder, how do these people find the program? But people do. People yeah, do we have it. a we have a very big broad reach, you know. We want to fo- boy that 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 sounds like, uh, like that. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. I, I think we should. Maybe that's a good place to end this <laughs> one, Bill. Yeah, but yeah, we want to focus it, uh, you know, a lot more in uh, our country of yes. origin because you know we have a lot of listeners here, but we'd like to grow here because that's where the money is. Well, we have tens of thousands here already, thank God, and we appreciate yeah. every single one of them. My friend, have a great day, and we'll do it again tomorrow. You got it, buddy. Hasta la vista, baby. Now that sounds more like it. You take care of yourself, buddy. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million?